Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes Eight. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Hughes Eight and Kate will break it down for you now. Gather on me, children, and hear the tale I tell of my sister who's attempting to beat me for the first time on one of these Apple Watch challenges. Yes. You're 40 points ahead. Ye- well, yes. So far. Yes. It's not good. I It'll think improve. It's, it's glorious. I've never lost one, Kate. And this is the first time I find consistently on a day-to-day basis I have not won the day. We should uh, we should do a vote on Instagram of like... Who's going to win? Of who people think is going to win. Do you think it's going to be Betsy, the older, wiser sister who, work, who walks to and from work, who goes up and down <sighs> four flights of stairs, who works out in the morning? Or is it going to be her younger, more agile sister, Kate, who works at a desk <laughs> Wait, but, but works out three times How a day? Is it going to be her or is it going to be the old crone? Wait, what? Is it going to be? Uh, what do we talk about on this podcast? Children's picture books. Oh, yes. This is Fuse 8 and Kate. Yes. And uh, I'm Betsy. And I'm Kate. Right. And uh, yes, under you're right. Under normal circumstances, we do talk about picture books. We normally talk about older picture books and whether they should be classics or not. Mm-hmm. But today is a special episode that only comes but once a year where I pull for you three new books. Mm. Brand spanking new books. Well... 2022 books. Books that I would say are up for contention for the Caldecott Award. Now, what does the Caldecott Award go to? Uh, illustrations. Very good. American. American illustrations. Can't sure. need any foreigners. Right. Can't have them coming and stealing our book awards in town, <laughs> apparently. So, yeah. So this has to be from someone who either lives in America or uh, was born in America. You don't have to actually do it at the same time. And... I, there, there is no short list, so anything can win, potentially, that is, you know, valid. So I tend to choose three that I think have a chance, and usually one of them at least makes it an honor. And this year, I'm feeling real good about okay. these three. Real good. I'm going to pull right. back. Ready Let's see. Oh, Let's see. <laughs> Anytime now. The first one is named Blue. And do you recognize the illustrator? We can't because his name is covered up by a new Ooh, sticker. Is this the, the one that did the chickens? And- yes. So this is Daniel Minter, who, uh, going home down home with Daddy, who did the yeah. chickens thing. He has a new book uh, written by Nana Ekua Brew Hammond and is called Blue, A History of the Color as Deep as the Sea and as Wide as the Sky. Ooh, that's cool. Next one is... Hot dog by <laughs> Doug Salati. Sure. And then this is a word. Well, it's not entirely wordless. Um, and then the third one. Night Owl. By Christopher Denise. Yes. So these are the three oh that gosh. I feel have a very, very, very good chance. And I like them all. Yeah, I, I like them all too. They are all quite good. Uh, so we'll see what you think. Maybe you'll read them and hate them. That's true. I yeah, could. You could, because you have that power. Yep. Yeah. All right. So go take a couple days and read those, <laughs> okay. and I'll just wait. 
Okay. Okay. While Kate does her read, let's do a fact about the Caldecott Medal. Let's not. Let's do something adjacent to the Caldecott Medal. So, 14 years ago, long before Kate and I started this podcast, there was a, a little, there was a gal named Betsy Bird. That was her name. And, and she decided it would be a good idea to make a music video to the song Randolph Caldecott, uh, as created by the band, the F and G's, E-F-F-I-N apostrophe G's. It's, it's a inside joke. You get it if you knew children's books. Anyway, the video in question does feature Kate, or at least Kate's feet, wearing high-heeled shoes at one point. Uh, it came out in July, July 13th, 2009. It is a delight. You can see us very, very, very young. Uh, so if you are interested in seeing this, I'm going to put it on the old show notes and, uh, and bring it out of hibernation once more. But, uh, uh, it's a jam. It's, it's a bop, as the kids say. Eh? That's what you say, right, kids? Eh? A bop? Yeah. That's what you say. And we're back. Hello. Hello. So you gave me three books. I did give you three books. And one of them is the clear winner. I am absolutely baffled as to which one you would think that would be. Let's start from worst to best, shall we? Okay, interesting. So in third place, hmm. hot dog. Interesting. I wondered if you would have a take that some of the dog owners in my library had to this book. Oh, I do, Betsy. Okay. Oh, I do. I wondered. Okay, this was going. This was like I. I didn't tell you, but this was kind of a test. Oh. And uh, I think you passed. Oh. So yeah, tell Great. me. Tell me what your did your I pass are. by being a good dog owner because the uh, main character's owner in this story is a bad dog that owner? That was why it did not make my library's 101 Great Books for Kids. Yeah. Was that very reason. Because it got pretty close and then that objection was raised. Yeah, yes. right away. I feel so... Well, let, before we even get into it, let me just say that I'm going to try and go through these three books quickly oh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. we only sure, have yeah, so much time. Sure, yeah, we can't time, do an inter... So. Yeah, we can't do the in-depth thing we usually right, do. Right, yeah. right. But right away, I feel so bad for this dog. It's, oh, yeah. It's hot outside. You can't leave your dog on hot payment. It will that burn. That was something it's... that someone else pointed out. And yes. yet this old woman does. She, she leaves, sure do. In she, New York City or something. She leaves yeah. her dog tied up outside multiple places. Multiple places, um, yeah. With loud noises everywhere. Mm -hmm. No water. Um, and it's freaking hot out. Yeah. I wanted to the take this. The dog has a nervous breakdown. I wanted to take this dog away from the owner right away. Right. Yeah. She does not deserve this dog. Um, but the dog, yeah, it, it has, it, it reaches its breaking it point. It shuts down, basically, in and, the middle of the street. Yeah. And lays down right in the walkway. Mm -hmm. Um, at which point I was like, oh great, she's going to drag this dog oh across God, the hot pavement. Suddenly this has become, what was that book, Black Beauty, where the, no, not Black Beauty, the Black Stallion? No, Black Beauty, where the, like, the horse gets whipped in the middle of the street. I thought yeah. she was going to drag this dog. Thankfully she doesn't. No, she actually recognizes that. Maybe this is not a good situation at this point. And thankfully, it's a small dog, so she can pick it up. If this had been a large dog. Yeah, this is like a wiener dog. This is a wiener dog, yeah. It's a red, like, Clifford. Yeah, kind of a long-haired wiener dog, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. So she takes a, tacky, a taxi to a train station. Right. To then get on an Amtrak. Right. To then get on a ferry. Right. To Which then... backs up my theory that this is New York. You know? Right. To then go to, it says, an island. Mm-hmm. So, Staten Island? 
no. Well, this place has an um, umbrella maybe. shack. I don't know. Maybe it is Staten Island. I hadn't really thought about it. I've never thought of this Staten Island beaches. This one seems cooler than Yeah, it has Staten a beach. Yeah. She buys an umbrella and she just lets her dog run free on the beach. Now, mm-hmm. granted, sand can also be hot. Yeah. <laughs> True, um, and that water isn't drinkable, so... But yeah. let's just, for the sake of trying to keep our sanity, let's just say this sand is not... Nice cold sand. Sure. Yeah. Um, I do like how the dog has zoomies in the sand, and you can see, like, the, yeah, the little, little paw prints just running yeah, all over yeah. the place. But she buys a giant umbrella. I think she must have rented it, no, right? No, she brings it home. Oh, never mind. <laughs> she buys a giant... Maybe she rented it and stole it. She buys it and then just... Huh. For the day. Loves it. Around. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, people do that. Yeah. So the dog is having the time of his life. He's, you know, running around and getting rocks and bringing them back to the owner and enjoying the water. But it's time to go home and, you know, they get back on the ship and back on the Amtrak and then back on the train in which you can see she's got her giant umbrella there. Oh, yeah. She does have the umbrella. I've never noticed that. Yeah. Huh. And then, uh, you know, she's... Yeah, she's lugging that thing all over. She's lugging <laughs> it all over That's New York. That's thing. And then she gets to her apartment where uh, you can see that it's up against her uh, front door here. That's mm-hmm, where she mm-hmm. decides to keep it. But I looked at this apartment and I'm like, yeah, that looks like a one-bedroom apartment. That was one of the more accurate New York apartments I've seen done recently. And this far in the old days, I used to show them in children's books all the time. But recently, I haven't seen a one-room apartment look quite so authentic well, as I think that. this is yeah. a one-bedroom. Yeah, one-bedroom, yeah. yeah. Um, but I did, like, there was um, little dog toys on the floor. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, Because yeah. as a dog owner, you do have dog toys on the floor. Yes. She's um, not going to clean those up. She lives alone. And then they go to sleep, and the dog dreams about being in the water with the seals and having right, a good time. Right, right, right. But at no point did I see her pick up dog poop. So did she just leave the poop on the beach or on the street or... I'm sure she had a plastic baggie in her purse somewhere. They're not going to show the dog poop. You're not going to have people picking up dog poop in a picture book. If she's dr- mistreating her dog like this, I have not no doubt. Not enough dog doubt. poop. Raves, Kate, <laughs> at the end of it. Yeah. I have no <laughs> doubt. If she's a bad dog owner, she does not pick up dog poop. I so. don't know. It's hard to say. I think she has a baggie in there but somewhere. But I'm not yeah. a fan of these illustrations. I'm not a fan of her treatment of the dog from the beginning. Not my favorite. All right. See, I this was my test because I don't know. Whether or not, I couldn't tell if it was just the employees in my library who didn't like it because it had gotten such positive reviews. So I was like, well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe there's an alternate opinion out there. And uh, nope, you nope. agreed with them 100%. Okay, that's good enough. So then it comes down to, okay, well, what, so that was bronze. That was, all right. What takes silver? Uh-huh. Is it going to be night owl or is it going to be blue? I'm blue, baba dee baba It da. is, drum roll please. Oh, <laughs> night owl. Night owl. Oh, yes, night owl. It's very cute. Feel the night owl, night. And it, this definitely felt more like a like a typical children's. It's a picture real book. classic feel. He's yeah. worked up here. Yeah, which is remarkable because this is digital art. Oh. It does not look like it at all. No, but he it is doesn't. a master of I don't know procreate or whatever it's called. So this is a story about a, a little owl who wants to grow up to be a knight. Right. K n i g h t. Right. And right away, the first illustration, it's like this little owl, and he's got like a pot on his head, and he's with his parents. Like a little screech owl. And yeah, and his dad has the look (laughs) of my Monday tattoo. (laughs) If this were a Monday, 
it would be this guy right yeah. here. Who this has... guy's like, oh my god. Yeah. No. He's You're had... not going to be a nine kid. Just <laughs> stop making so much noise. Let it go. In the pants. Let it go. But nope, this owl is set. He is determined to be a knight. He goes to bed dreaming about fighting dragons and, and being so clever like a knight and having so many friends. And what's really cute, though, is that, you know, he dreams about fighting dragons, mm-hmm. yet he has a little stuffed dragon that he sleeps with. <laughs> and he's so cute. He is very cute. So knights keep disappearing from the castle. So there's a hiring shortage is basically what you're saying. Yes. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Does that sound familiar, folks? An owl applies to night school, and lo and behold, he gets accepted, well, which I'm like, ooh, they are desperate, aren't they? Big gap in the marketplace there, yeah. All right. <laughs> they will take just about Pretty anyone. Pretty much whoever wants it, yeah. The owl is a great student, mm. um, but he has a, a tough time with the sword and with the shield, mm. and he kind of sleeps during the day with his what? little his little stuffed dragon. Oh, so hard. But he manages to uh, graduate, <laughs> and uh, he's there with all the other uh, human well, we assume human. We can't see their faces or anything. I mean, yeah. they're standing on two feet. And they're really tall. And they're really big. And, and they have really arms not. and hands and fingers. That's true. They have fingers. So I'm assuming these are humans. And then you got this little tiny owl. <laughs> little owl. In his little knight outfit. Yep. Very cute. So he is assigned to the, and I love this, the night night watch. Ah, uh, get it? The night night watch. Night night. Yeah. So, but he's wearing this helmet. And I'm like, wait a minute, wouldn't that restrict an owl's... Uh... Head movement? Yeah. So he can't go all the way around that yeah. thing they do? Yeah. Which makes sense because as he's on his night-night watch um, <laughs> and roasting marshmallows... Awesome. <laughs> like you do. That's what knights do. Um, he hears a very strange sound, like a whoosh sound. And he, he just goes... <laughs> like, like an owl does. Like an owl does it. Yep. And he keeps hearing these whooshes and he keeps saying, hoo, hoo. And then there's this gigantic dragon that's right behind him, but he can't see because his helmet is restricting his head motions. Yeah, any other owl would have seen that right away. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, right. So this dragon is, you know, dragon apparently speaks the same language as an owl. Apparently. Like you do. Well, they both fly. They both speak English. <laughs> And uh, the dragon says, who, me? And the owl says, yes, who couldn't be? Then who? Oh, no, it's <laughs> no, no, that different. That's a different thing. song. Oh. A different no, thing, he yeah. says, who, you? And the dragon's like, well, I'm a hungry dragon. And the owl's like, mm, well, I'm owl. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm a knight. And uh, the dragon's like, cool, I'm going to eat you. Mm-hmm. And the owl's like, okay, no, no, no. I am brave. I am clever. I can figure this out. And, and gosh darn it, people like me. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you don't want to eat me. I'm I'm too small. It's true. He is very small. That's like, that's actually a legit I'm hardly a mouthful. Mm-hmm. And the dragon's like, mm, mouthful's enough. And I was like, no, no, I'm all feathered. You, you need something more. And this illustration is great because the owl is doing an illustration like, come on. His face is like, come, yeah, on. come on. And the dragon's got the expression of, well, <laughs> and uh, and lo and behold, Owl comes up with a great idea, pizza, which orders. If you look at his original dream uh, from the very beginning of the Wait, story, seriously? where he says that he wants to have friends, he's all around a table with other knights sharing pizza. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. 
That's that was cute. cute. So uh, he suggests to the dragon that he eats pizza. And so they sit down and they enjoy pizza and they talk about how they both hatched from eggs and how they both like the night and how it's so hard to explain how flying works to people who don't fly. And, <laughs> and they have so much in common. And then after that, no more knights disappeared. And Owl did his walks and... And he didn't... His entire salary is going into pizzas, but sure. Well, he doesn't mind because mm. he now he has friends. Knights and the dragon and baby dragons. And they're all curled up around some pizza. And you know what? Moral of the story is pizza solves everything. That's a great moral. I agree with that. That it, is a good moral. This yeah. is a super cute story. It's cute. It, it's fascinating, too, because uh, I went into a Barnes & Noble. And there were all the picture books were none of them were new. Like they were, if they were new, they were part of a series or they were old, except for one. They had one new one that was not part of a series and it was Night Owl. And I looked at that and I was like, mm hmm, this has real Mel Fell energy. This has, uh, this has, this has Caldecott something written it's, all it, over. It's it. great illustrations, but they're they're a little cartoony. Well, yeah, I think they're a little cartoon, but they're also kind of referencing classic painters of the past, um, which, you know, Caldecott committees love that stuff. And he does beautiful things with light. So, yeah. yeah. But I think Blue has this in the bag. Okay. Just want to announce that as of today, Blue was just nominated for an NAACP Image Award. So there you go. Nice. Very nice, because usually they, they nominate crap. So I was very happy to say, <laughs> sorry, they do. They don't, they don't ever see the really good stuff, but they saw the really good stuff well, this year. I recognize that this was the same guy who did those, the going down home with daddy. Yeah. The chicken yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the pattern exactly. on the, of the clothing yes. of the, the girl on the front page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, his cover, style. Whatever. Yeah. His style is very, once you, you clue into it you can recognize it pretty quickly yeah and then i started thinking can you imagine how much this book would have cost to print back in the day when you could only use like one oh or God. two colors this would you, oh <laughs> that make it hurts to think about <laughs> to think about this book in black and white just oh and like one color which i guess would be blue but and, yeah and going in i thought this book was going to be a, a book about like Blue is here and blue is right. there That's and blue is everywhere. What they do, they're which, like which it blue does. is like the blueberries and it's like well, the sky. it does start with that talking yeah. about like the sky and the sea, but this is a history book. Yes, it is through and through, which I was not expecting. No, it looks like just uh, <laughs> oh, we all love blue. Yeah, yeah, it it talks about you know how back in the day, um, you know, starting at forty five hundred B C, where they found these blue rocks. And then they were able to crush the rocks and then make it into paint. But that was really difficult. And then they discovered this snail that they were able oh, to yeah. extract the color that blue snail. from. Which then made me feel really bad for the snails. There's because you get a lot of snails to get one little drop out of each yeah, one. Yeah, because in, okay, yeah. So in Mexico, they, they pressed on the snail's foot in the Middle East. They cracked its shell. Um, but yeah, you only get one or two drops. Right. So, so I'm like, are these snails extinct now? <laughs> I don't think they are, weirdly enough. I mean, really? They've just gotten a ton of freaking snails. But yeah, you would think they'd just be gone at this point. Well, then, Maybe that's snail farms. Then we get to the page where it talks about um, Blue being connected to like religion mm -hmm. and faith. and uh, Krishna. Yeah. And <laughs> the first thing I just thought of, the, the illustrations are to die for. Get it? 
die. Uh, die. But I don't get it. But yeah, am okay. I the only one that sees Avatar here? Like, couldn't this be a Navi? It's just with like human hands. Uh, Come on. No. It I'm is, sorry. I thought you meant the good Avatar, and you meant that one. With yeah, the blue it is people. blue arms, yeah. blue hands. That's all I could think I'm of so when I saw glad it. I'm so glad I didn't think of that ever, and I'm so sad you just put that thought in my head. And that's oh. all you'll be able to see now. You're welcome. <laughs> and then we get into a part that just shocked me, because I had mm. no idea. No, nor I, but continue. Because they definitely don't teach this. Nope. In parts of Africa, some merchants used strips of indigo cloth to buy people, it says, right. and sell them into slavery. Uh, wh- what? Apparently blue was that precious it was worth a human life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, indigo, yeah. Indigo in particular. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, they don't teach you that in school. Oh, no, 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 no. Nor this part here. And yeah. and I had heard of plantations growing cotton. Right. That's I all had, they ever teach is cotton. Yeah. I had never heard of indigo plantations. Nope. Which they talk about here, calling yeah. the, the plant a cash crop because it brought in a lot of money. Right. Which... Again, I had no no idea that indigo was part of enslaving nope. so many people. This is the first I ever learned of it was from this book. Yeah, yeah same yeah. here. Which, th- thank you, book. Yeah, uh, hot head tip to you, book. Yeah, um, not just for kids. This is not just a kid's book. This oh, is a book that adults should also enjoy because it is very that educational. Is the best kind of nonfiction kid's book, in my opinion. Yeah. Yes. Um, but then they also talk about not just indigo but then they also talk about um you know the the scientist mm-hmm. who created the chemical and he won the nobel prize for it they talk about blue being in music and feelings like when you feel blue or when the you're blues. or when you're singing yeah. the blues yep but then they also talk about phrases which i hadn't even thought of like when something happens out of the blue mm. because that color was once so rare ah that it's ah. like it's coming out of thin air. That right, right, right. Yeah, right. I didn't even think about that. Um, or when you win first prize, you know, at at a oh, contest or something, yeah, yeah. you get a blue it's ribbon. A blue ribbon. It's not like a. You think it'd be like a red ribbon or something. Right, blue because yeah. it was once the color of royalty. Right. Didn't even think about that. And then they. They, oh, this is just brilliant on the writer's part. I know that we're talking about Caldecott. No, but I think that you can't separate them in some ways. So, but it's brilliant that they bring it back to the beginning of how they started the story about talking about um, the blue being the color of the sea and the color of the sky. And I just wrote, "What a great ending!" Dying it to the beginning, mm-hmm. and then you turn the page, and there's <gasps> back matter, 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 how you know it's not from another country i mean this is gorgeous if this does not win i will be jaw on the floor shocked right so but if it does win it would be very easy for us to dress up uh at the awards heck it's gonna be easy for everyone to dress because we can all wear blue everyone wears blue i already have a blue dress it's gonna be a sea of blue it probably would be a sea of blue and it would make things so simple for us so come (laughs) on otherwise if it's night owl we're just gonna have to wear like a lot of armor or, or owl feathers. Or, or owl feathers. Plucked owls. Yep. Or yeah. a dog. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I suspect because both you and the committee at work I work with uh, pointed out the problems with the dog. 
I suspect that book doesn't have a chance. Whew, good. Yeah. So that's my thinking. Um, I really do feel it comes down to Blue and Night Owl. Now, obviously, as you have pointed out, Blue is the stronger book. Yes. And I want Blue to win very, very much. It is nonfiction, which historically doesn't do as well as fiction. And Night Owl has real classic feel to it. So this is going to come down to the committee. Is this the kind of committee who is like nostalgic and classic-y? Or is it a committee that is forward thinking and trying stuff that's different and is going with Blue? I don't know the answer to that. Hmm. So I, I hate to say this, but I suspect that they're going to go compromisey. They're going to try to decide between Blue and one other book. It's not one that I have here. And that they're going to compromise with Night Owl. That's my prediction. So you think Night Owl is going to win? I think Blue should win. And I think Night Owl will win. That's my prediction. I think Blue will win. I like your faith in humanity. Thank you. Yeah. That is a, that <laughs> so is a those are our thing. votes. So those are our votes. Okay. We're going to see how they do uh, when this episode runs. It's going to be a week before the announcements are made. Precisely a week. Uh, so just keep your fingers crossed, folks. We'll, we're going to see how we, uh, how, we, how we shape up. All right. All right. Letters time. Ooh. All right. This one comes from Rochelle, who wrote, I read Anansi. This is referring to Anansi and the moss-covered rock. Every year to my third graders in our Books from Around the World unit. Each time I read that coconut passage, I remember being a kid and salivating at the thought of drinking the coconut milk. <laughs> My parents finally agreed. And after what seemed like hours of trying to drill into the coconut, we got to taste the meat and drink the milk. It was a profound disappointment. <laughs> I agree with you completely. Okay. I also, uh, wait. Uh, oh, okay. Well, good. Fine. Counterpoint. Yes. I'm just going to say, I just like the coconut meat. I don't like coconut water or coconut yeah, milk. Coconut milk should be called something else. Milk indicates milk. I also never noticed the helper animals like Kate did, but the kids at school and I like to find little bush deer hiding on nearly every page. Aww. I should say this letter inspired me. I asked people, okay, what were the foods that you read in books as a kid and you thought it'd be delicious and then you tried it and found it to be disgusting? And then from that, I made a post called the top 10 most disappointing edibles and potables <laughs> of children's literature. Uh, the most disappointing being, of course... Turkish Delight. Have you ever had Turkish Delight? I have. Yeah. How, how'd that taste to you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and going down, uh, I think tomato sandwiches, egg creams. Uh, didn't wake, make their way in, but watercress sandwiches have come up many, many times. So, yeah. Disgustingness. So, <laughs> wonderful. Thank you, Rochelle. Grown-up things we like. So, I'll make this quick. Mm -hmm. I went to this... Harry Potter magic at play thing that's happening in Chicago, though I think it's happening in other cities too. Hmm. If you are a dink, which is what the penguinologist and I are, a dink is a dual income, no kids. <laughs> yeah. If you're I've a dink like that. me and, uh, oh. and you've been to Universal or maybe you've seen the set and the costumes and the props in London, or maybe you've met Tom Felton, who plays Draco Malfoy. Okay, this is going to be a huge disappointment. So um, don't go All right, <laughs> if, yeah. you, if you're up to, like, universal standards. Yeah. But if you're never going to go to Universal and you have kids, mm. you will enjoy this. Um, it's very kid-friendly. There's, like, things they can crawl on. You can oh, go nice. through, a, you know, the maze. Mm -hmm. You can throw uh, the balls like you're playing Quidditch. Uh, you can 
spin the you know, the handle like in a cauldron and you can sniff different you know it's like very interactive yeah that's fun um it's very instagrammy uh yeah, yeah. that's how these things are these days um yeah. and uh and they do sell butterbeer so that's something did it taste good um, I prefer it at Universal. Yeah, I wondered. I did wonder. I'm like, the recipe can't be exactly the same. So, yeah. I mean, it's by Warner Brothers on the bottle. Oh, it actually is. Okay, yeah. well, never mind. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that was something. Okay. So, I mean, it was, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It's all fine. It was fine. It's all fine. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, uh, with a rousing uh, recommendation meh. of Matt. <laughs> that, is, that is Kate's. Uh, mine was, well, actually, it's not that dissimilar from what mine is, too. I just saw White Noise, uh, which I believe is on Netflix right now. This is the new Noah Baumbach film. It's starring Adam Driver, who is doing his best Steve Coogan imitation. That's the only thing I can say from the outfit that he's wearing in the film. Uh, His wife is being played by Greta Gerwig, and his friend is Don Cheadle. I read the book. I actually, honest to God, read White Noise back in the day. Uh, don't remember it being quite so affected in the verbalizing as it is in the film. Uh, this is about a, a guy, he's a professor at a, at a college. He is, he is a guy who started the Hitler studies program, but he doesn't speak any German and this is his secret shame. Uh, then a horrible accident happens and a poisonous cloud is released into the atmosphere and suddenly he and his family have to evacuate and they have to deal but they're it's such a fascinating mix of mundane and then this huge event it's meh it's okay it's It's not bad (laughs) it's just really weird i enjoyed it i mean it was a fine use of a friday night um but i'm don't go into it thinking it's going to be i mean it's not the squid and the whale i'll just say that with the other noah bombach film it's uh so it's its own thing. It's fine. It, recommendations. Well, I, I will say this much for it. It has a lovely dance sequence in a grocery store at the end. Okay. So two thumbs up on the grocery store sequence. <laughs> meh on the rest of the film. Yeah. But that's okay because okay, we had uh, two fine books here. So. Yeah. That's above our average, I would say. Yeah. All right. All right. So not bad. So you know, I'm very excited for uh, for the actual winners. We'll see. We'll see what makes it. As I can't it will determine wait. our outfits. Yes. So cool, yeah. and which will be here in Chicago, um, the ALA, and so. and it's probably going to be neither one of these that. Won. Oh, um, um, none it, of these will be mentioned no, in any way. Shape, not at all. Yeah, not even ours. That's the joy of the <laughs> award. It could be completely out of the blue. We could have another watercress. Who knows? And until we know whether it's another watercress, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse Eight and Kate is a Fuse Number Eight production. You can reach us at fusekate at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM, or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our dilettante Drew is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Atienza and Betsy Bird. <laughs>